back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about the behind the scenes of being a channel. This title came in during a meditation. That's often how I decide what I'm going to record. I am meditating. By meditating, I mean just talking to the guides and they'll just show me a title and then I know to go into it. Uh, And that's how I do a lot of things actually, just in general. Like I never plan out content ahead of time. I'll usually get the title and then I know just to bring the frequency of that title forward and then the rest gets channeled through. Anyway, that's just a little, little side note. But I wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like being a channel in this episode because it's definitely like a different lifestyle and I was watching this show about channels. I watched like an episode and I thought, wow, this is so interesting. Like I know when I first started channeling, I wanted to kind of just learn about how it felt for other people and what their experience was like. So anyway, I thought this would be interesting. I just want to talk about some of the things I navigate that are unique and uh, yeah, I I guess it will just serve you how it's meant to, which is something I, I want to talk about in the episode. Did you know that 70 million Americans have chronic sleep issues and 50% of Americans deal with sleep deprivation? And you know how numbers work. That is probably an underestimate. You've probably dealt with it at some point in your life. And I know that I have dealt with a lot of sleep issues in the past and sleep has become a focus in my life more than ever before. One of my favorite brands of all time, Ned, recently released their new product, Shut Eye Chai, which might be my favorite sleep supplement of all time. It's a mellow super blend latte for sleep that combines adaptogens, aminos, functional mushrooms, and magnesium the best ingredients out there, all in a heavenly masala chai inspired spiced body. You know, cinnamon, clove, ginger, so good. It's setting you up for amazing sleep. Plus it has ingredients like chaga, reishi, and ashwagandha, which are so nourishing for the body overall. This is so incredible for calming your nervous system, which is huge for manifestation. I've talked about so many times. It's all natural. All of the ingredients are ethically sourced. It's made from functional botanicals, fungi, herbs, plants, minerals, roots, and spices. You know, quality is everything. And Ned is fully transparent. They share their third-party lab reports on their website. They share who farms their products and their whole extraction process. Also FYI, Shut Eye Chai does not contain CBD, caffeine, melatonin, or dairy. Not only does the product itself help me get a really deep restful night's sleep, like my REM is actually is actually going. I don't wake up in the middle of the night and I just feel so much clearer the next day because of it. The product itself is so incredible, but for me also just adding in this ritual before bed has been such a game changer because I realized how much I was just going, going, going And even my nighttime routine started to turn into like a to-do list and I didn't realize it. So I feel like I wasn't really slowing down until I got into bed. And this ritual has allowed me to really slow down, like take a breath, be really intentional, set some clear intentions before bed, ease into my evening routine. And that has done wonders for my nervous system and my overall sleep. I know for me, when my sleep isn't on point, I feel stressed out. I feel tired. My brain isn't working well, and I really can't do my job. My entire job is pretty much deep work. I have to be really focused and hold space for a lot of people. So I need to really be energized, clear-headed, and rested. Ned helps me do that and allows me to show up as my best version of myself and do all the things that I want to do, create all of the content I want to create. I cannot tell you how much Ned products have changed my life. So if you want to discover how Shut Eye Chai can also revolutionize your sleep and get 15% off, use the code Christina. Just go to helloned.com slash Christina or enter the code Christina at checkout. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, and that will get you 15% off. Sweet dreams. So for reference, when I'm talking about being a channel in this episode, to me, the word channel means a lot of different things. You know, I've talked about that before on the show. Channeling, I see it as like a broad term in this specific episode. I'm talking about trans channeling, allowing the entities to move through me because it is a very unique experience. I've talked about this before, but it is it is very different than to me doing different types of psychic work, intuitive work, mediumship work. It's just a a very different thing, a very unique thing. So I just want to 
preface with I'm talking about trans channeling in this episode specifically. You know, if somebody asks me what channeling means, I usually offer a broader definition. I think, you know, we all channel in our own way whenever we're in that flow state, wherever we are just like doing what we are meant to do. You know, a speaker on the stage and it's just flowing through them. Whenever we're out of that mechanical thought process and just allowing our higher self to move through us and it just feels like pure flow, that's channeling a basketball player on the court, an artist, painting, wherever you feel like you are just in your zone and you are beyond thought, it's just your higher self it just source moving through you is what I consider to be channeling. So we all channel in different ways at different times. You know, I channel channel my books, but to me, pretty much every author is, is channeling something. So there's a broader definition. And then even if I am intuiting the way that I consciously channel on the podcast or on YouTube, that's also channeling. It's just consciously channeling. And there's a lot of different terms for channeling and I'll just share like the ones I use, you know, so I'll say consciously channeling if I am connecting with the frequency and I'm still present, but I'm kind of relaying, acting as the in-between. There's direct voice channeling where the person isn't fully in trance, but the entity is speaking through them directly, but the person's also there. I consider that direct voice channeling, this trance channeling where you are in a trance-like state and having your own experience like in another dimension and the being is using the vessel to communicate through you and I do all different forms so I I can channel in all those different ways and that is kind of what I want to talk about in this episode Um, because like I said it's a very unique experience so behind the scenes of being a channel I want to talk about what it was like for me opening up to this and uh start from the beginning in case you haven't heard this before. So sorry if you already have, but just for context, you know, I was very tapped in as a kid. I hung out with ETs in my bedroom every night. I was hanging out with Ascended Masters. Uh, I was seeing a lot of things. And for me, it's not just in my mind's eye. So, you know, all of my psychic gifts are open from a young age. They were all open. And the clairvoyance for me isn't just in my mind's eye. I do have that type of clairvoyance, but I also see things Uh, very physically, typically in hologram form. I've had, you know, visitations with ETs and Ascended Masters in physical form as well, where I can very much touch them and they're not like transparent. Uh, So that has happened as well. And I was very used to energies being in my room, you know, seeing energy fields everywhere, you know, moving through the world and just seeing things that I thought everybody could see very physically around me that other people definitely didn't. Then you know, there came the point, of course, where I shut it off. And I think I just repressed a lot of that. I repressed a lot of that. And over the years, I can think about different times when I was teased for it or told I was crazy about the things I I was seeing. And I would say, no, it's literally right there. There's like a person right next to you. And other people weren't weren't seeing it, you know. (laughs) And so I was told I was crazy. But then there was really more of a just like a traumatic experience that popped me on my body. That's what I call it. And everything just kind of turned off. And I repressed a lot of what I remembered as as a kid or what I experienced as a kid rather. And then I moved through my life and I was definitely very, very intuitive. It just came through in a very different way. It was a lot of being an empath, being clairsentient. I felt things really intensely and I just, I just knew things, you know, it was a lot more claircognizant, clairsentient. It was the, the clairaudience and the clairvoyance that I had really kind of, you know, turned down and just pushed away a lot of those experiences like as a kid to the point of where I just kind of forgot a lot of them and wasn't connected to spirituality at all. Just living my life super mainstream. And then I, well, I guess I, I could bring my, <laughs> uh, my religious experiences into this because I think this was interesting too. You know, I grew up Catholic and... It was interesting to me because I found that like I really connected with certain people, with certain beings that the church talked about because they would come to me in hologram form and I would communicate with them and it was very clear. And then there were other energies that I just like couldn't really connect with. And, and, you know, now I understand it was because those are still a lot of the same beings that I work with 
now, different ascended masters, different like guides I have that, that I, I work with now. And that's why they were coming through. It was just really interesting for me to look back on who I connected with, uh, in terms of like when I went to Catholic school and grew up Catholic and then how there were other people who I just like couldn't really connect with. You know, I felt it was interesting because I actually felt really, really connected to Jesus because I would, I would see Jesus. Um, I would talk to him. That was very easy for me, but I couldn't really connect to God in the same way, you know, and this is just thinking from the, my younger perspective. And I, I couldn't wrap my my head around like why I couldn't connect to God in the same way. And it was because like I was connecting very much like, with, with beings and God's source is like a large essence. It didn't have a physical form, you know, and I was expecting it to be like a man in the sky. And I was like, how come I can't really connect to God? And of course I got in trouble for saying that, um, you know, I could talk to Jesus directly. We can all talk to Jesus directly, but anyway, getting off track. So suppress everything. And then fast forward, get into college. I'm dealing with a lot of intense health issues. And those eventually lead me to seeing my first psychic and I'm just open to, to whatever. And that sets off this whole cascade of spiritual events. I have a dream. Well, I had a visitation. Um, an angel visited me and told me to become an energy healer. So I start training in energy healing and pretty much um, like very quickly when I start doing that, I realize moving energy is super natural for me, super easy for me. I just felt like I'm in my flow state and things just started turning on, you know, so a lot of it just turned on, uh, pretty immediately. And over time, things just got stronger and stronger and more and more turned on. So that was like my clairvoyance turning on, um, my clairaudience. And as I worked with different spiritual mentors that continued to open up. Now I would say I had been, working in that capacity, doing, doing psychic work, energy healing work, and channeling more in terms of like talking to the being, um, whether that be like in, in my mind's eye telepathically or them stepping forward, like as holograms, you know, so when I, whenever I am saying I'm consciously channeling, uh, typically first before I sit down and I channel, I have all the guides come in and the way that I see it, like Christina sees it with, with her eyes is that there are like a ton of people in this room around me. So everyone's surrounding me uh, and I see them all like holograms and they're they're talking, you know, so it's not just in my head. It's not just in my mind's eye. That's what I always do before I sit down and start to channel. And, you know, I was doing mediumship work as well, communicating with beings uh, who had passed over, who maybe needed support transitioning. So I was doing a lot of that work for a while and it was, um, I want to say... Like it was probably about two year, about two years after that, that I started channeling. And the only ref, the only channel I knew of, actually I knew of two. So I had just found out that Abraham Hicks or Esther Hicks was a channel. I had heard things from her here and there. You know, I had friends who would talk about her. I never really got, got into a lot of Abraham Hicks stuff, but I heard things here and there. Or I'd watch uh, like short clips that would pop up. I had never really gone into it. So I had never gone into it super deeply. And I just thought she was a motivational speaker. I had no idea she was channeling. <laughs> uh, I had no idea she was channeling. And I so I just found that out. And then I also had had a session with a channel that uh, a friend had recommended. And she was a trance channel. And the way she did energy work was she would drop out of consciousness. And the, the being the beings would come forward and you'd have the whole conversation with them and they would do the energy work on you. So I had had this energy healing session with this other trance channel. So I was like, you know, having that reference point. And then what happened was one day I was just kind of, I was meditating one night and I feel my body drop into this much deeper state of relaxation and my head kind of just like rolls to the side and my head is just really loose, you know, so my head's kind of like moving and I just feel like my whole body is like (laughs) spaghetti and there's like energy moving through it. And I felt like I was, how do I describe this? I felt like I was asleep, but I was awake. So like everything was just black and my mouth starts moving and I can hear myself talking, but I don't know what I'm saying. 
I can't hear what I'm saying. And I'm having this whole inner dialogue in my head and like what I'm seeing in my mind's eye is just black at the time. And I'm having this inner dialogue in my head and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what am I saying? Wait, what's happening? This is really strange. And I'm thinking, I need to record this. What What's coming out of my mouth? And I, I could feel intuitively like, I think something important is coming out of my mouth. Like this is so wild. And I'm like, wait, but if I try and grab my phone, then what if I break out of it and I stop talking? And it was like this whole inner dialogue going on. And so I just let it happen. And it felt just really like, like love. It felt really good. And I was talking for a while and then it stopped. And then I kind of like woke up and I thought, whoa, that was interesting. And then the next night it, it happened again. And then, and it was kind of the same dynamic. Do I grab my phone? Do I not? And then the next time that it happened again, I did record it. And what was coming out was like, really profound and really helpful and really, really good, you know? And I thought, wow, what is this? And so that was kind of like just the first way it came through. It wasn't this aggressive, like something's coming through. Um, But I, I realized, you know, at the time I was working with different mentors and I brought up to my mentors and they helped explain like what was going on. So I was like, okay, I need to learn more about this. And now I'm gonna basically start to work with this more intentionally. So um, I had talked to different channels uh, who had gone through a similar experience and was getting support there. Um, I started to, because I knew it wanted to come through, I basically started to work with like using it intentionally and like choosing to open up. And at that point, what was happening was I was going into a trance, but I wasn't unable to to have my own experience. So then it's instead of being black, feeling black to me in my mind's eye, I was having my own visual experience. I was kind of like floating off in another dimension. Um, and I would get the information through visuals, uh, movie scenes, energy fields, whatever, telepathically, vibrationally, I was getting the information, the same information that I was saying just in a different way, which is why, you know, in the 5d ascension, activator I have that second video so I'm trans channeling the lesson and then I have another video where I just go deeper into it and I explain more of what came through for me because there's overlap in what comes through but sometimes it's slightly different so I'm having my own experience of it so I worked with that and started doing it a lot more you know intentionally and what was happening was at the time I was still working in nutrition uh and as this was growing I uh, I transitioned over into business coaching and it felt like while I was doing business coaching, I mean, that was really when all of this is really growing behind the scenes. And if any of you were in my containers during that time, uh, I feel like we just talked about spiritual awakenings and channeling and psychic gifts the whole time, which is how the psychic development program was actually born. So what ended up happening was uh, when I was running No BS Biz School, we were just talking about psychic stuff all the time. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to make another program because this is supposed to be business and it's just turning into psychic development. So that's when I decided to start psychic development. It was, it was super organic, but it was during that time that, you know, I was really, really cultivating my relationships with these different beings, with these different entities. So I was getting to know the beings that, that wanted to speak through me and and that's when you know early on the monarch being came through and had told me that they were going to have me write three books I wanted to write three books through me that I was going to channel and and they told me the topics and they would tell me when to start so I got the information really far in advance and it just felt like a lot of spiritual training and, and channel training and having that experience for myself and really developing those relationships and it just was like, you know, what I was spending all my time thinking about and moving through and, and learning and just navigating that dynamic and the the skill, you know, because it is it is a skill. Like it was coming through very naturally because it's part of my mission. And I mean, I never expected that to come through, you know, so I know everyone is different, but that was like a totally random thing for me. I didn't even really know what trance channeling was. I learned through this experience. It wasn't something I was seeking out, like it found me. And from there, learning to refine that and work through it and have my boundaries and get really clear and pristine on, you know, 
allowing the entity to come through, clearing the channel. And so it's grown over time, even just with, you know, like movement, you'll see this over time. I mean, when I first started, I had to move a lot because the energy was so intense moving through me. So my body's moving a lot, my head's moving a lot. And then over time moving less and then, you know, being able to over time move to also being able to just direct voice channel and not having to go into trance every time. So it's been this process of refining the technique. And it's also this really personal sacred experience of really developing relationships with these entities and having so much of what happened for me as a kid really come online again. And just a lot of those memories come up. And the thing is like the beings that I, that I channel and that I am scribing for writing books for and going to scribe for are, are beings that I had started developing these relationships with when I was a kid. You know, it's the same entities that that I was hanging out with in my bedroom when I was when I was really young and didn't tell anybody. You know, so uh, it's a group of different light beings, ascended masters, the monarch being who have been with me for a very long time, and it's a very special relationship. You know, and there is so much that came up for me through that, like having this. Thing come into my life out of nowhere <laughs> that I I didn't I wasn't seeking out and I didn't know that I wanted to step into but it felt like this it felt like this thing within me of like obviously this isn't a coincidence and I feel like my destiny or like my mission is being laid out in front of me but what if I don't want this like do I really do I really have a choice and there are so many times where I felt like I didn't have a choice because every time that I tried to avoid it, uh, I would get really aggressively <laughs> veered onto a different path, you know, so a, a lot of it's through my physical body, having really bad physical symptoms, uh, chronic illness symptoms, vertigo, vision going away, intense pain, fatigue, not being able to get out of bed, like when I have been pursuing other other paths, that is a way that my higher self gets me back in alignment, it's like, hey, this isn't where you're supposed to be. So your body is going to scream at, you know, like go in a different direction. Um, and my body like straight up won't function until I get back on track and channel again, you know? And they told me early on, they're like, the more you channel, the more, the more your body will heal. And so it's, it's very obvious to me with my, with my physical body and just feeling like, like my body does not work. If I am getting out of alignment, if I'm off, if I'm off track, there was a period earlier on where, the guides would, would just come in, you know, I'd be in the middle of a call and they would just come in. I was like, this is not going to work. They can't just come in. And they were trying to get my attention because I, you know, have gone through periods where I rejected it and I wasn't creating space to allow them to move through. And so they were like, yo, you can't, you, you can't avoid this. You know, they would, they would come in. Um, and I, had a lot of that in the last year, actually, it was different. They weren't just coming in, but what was happening was anytime I would get on video or go to record a podcast, I would get really, really dizzy and sometimes like faint or pass out or like just, I, I mean, I couldn't get on video and it, it made it like really hard for me to plan things or keep up with my normal schedule. Um, and so like this last year, I had a lot of that very physical resistance because they didn't want me like consciously channeling. They wanted to say something. So they'll get my attention and like, I will literally feel like I'm going to pass out. And it's like, Hey, get into trance because we want to come through. So, you know, I think like one of the biggest things that channeling has taught me or rather is teaching me is around surrender. And I think that the level of surrender that's required to channel is something that is very difficult to explain on a number of levels. First of all, just to be able to allow them to move through you, um, to be a clear channel and to get completely out of the way. There is so much personal work. There's so much like shadow work, ego work, like a lot of things that I have been doing beforehand just for my own wellness that was actually also prep for me to be able to bring the energies through. And even like to this day, you know, whenever I'm going to channel something, if there's any piece of me that's, that could get in the way, they 
give me the life experiences uh, to knock the energy around so that I can get fully out of the way, you know? So just think about allowing yourself to completely step out and allow a being to speak through you. And there is fear that can come up of like, okay, so something's speaking through me and it's not me. Um, and, and what if people like hold me accountable for what they say, (laughs) you know, or I was explaining it to a friend, like imagine somebody else wrote a book and said, Hey, I, you can't change anything in here. I'm going to put your name on as author and you're not allowed to change anything. We're publishing it. A lot of people would have a lot of anxiety about that, right? You're like, well, what if I don't agree with what is said in there? Well, what if I wouldn't say it that way? Well, what if I don't want that published? You know, and that's part of like the work of being a channel when I'm channeling books like, and, and I'm quote unquote editing them. There are things that I'm like, oh, I'd probably say that differently. Or do I want to include that? Do I want to go there? Um, and like my job though is to not change anything, like just fix the spelling fix the punctuation so that it's, people can read it. Um, you know, just be like a physical vessel for this to move through, but it's not like time for my opinion, you know? And so there can be different times where my opinion comes through. Uh, but that's, you know, part of what is required. Like that's surrender in, in your life, you know, and just like physically, like allowing your body to be in the state of purely like letting something else move through you and the relationship that needs to be developed for that to work um, really well. Like there, there's a deep state of surrender just technique wise, but then also just in, in life. And I think for me, where it becomes difficult is actually more of upholding the boundaries with other people. You know, and I think we live in a world where there's a lot of pressure to like show up on a certain timeline or like, well, can you tell me when this is going to happen? Or can we do this regularly? And the thing is like when my job is just being a channel, I'm not controlling like when they want to come through or what wants to come through. And I think for me, I've had to really balance the pressure I feel externally of other people like, you know, wanting, wanting certain things to come through on a certain timeline and I can't control it, you know? So it's like very logistically, I I can't tell you that they're going to want to come through tomorrow at 8am for me to record whatever it is, you know, like I have to just kind of create open space for myself so that when it comes through, it, it comes out because I always say it's like, it, it feels like it's like you have to pee. Like you can't just hold it. It's like, I have to pee now, (laughs) right? Or like, you know, when you're having a baby, you're like, my water broke. Like I'm having the baby now. Like this is happening right now. And that's how it feels to like have a book come through or when there's a big transmission that wants to come through. It's like, it's happening right now. So like if I have something else on my calendar, like it's, it's happening right now. And if I um, don't do it right then, I miss it, you know? But a lot of where I had to, or I had a lot of personal resistance because of my like type A personality is, you know, me wanting to have my schedule all tidy and neat and, um, accommodate other people and also like accommodate, I mean, my, the left brain part of me and be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll channel this or do this on this date at this time. Great. Or every Tuesday or whatever, every month I'm going to do this. And anytime I try and plan it, like we're going to do this every month or every week, it never works out because I'll come and it's blank. You know, and I think that's the thing is like, I don't control them. And with that is like the information that comes through, like I don't control it, you know? And so sometimes it's, I have to articulate how like I'm not in control. And there are certain times when, you know, I'm asking questions and the guides just won't answer. Um, and I think that, well, I know that's a big reason why honestly, some people can do this work and some people can't. Because the type of person that wants to force um, or push out certain information or grab at it, they're not clear channels typically. Uh, Or they can't be a clear channel until they allow themselves to surrender and just what wants to move through, move through. And I feel that energy like a lot around me and sometimes the way that people ask questions, it's like this grabby energy of like, I need to know this right now. And the guides are like, well, maybe that's not what we want to (laughs) say. You know, so it has really taught me to like, I mean, I have to release control and it's something that I 
am learning every single day and I bump up against of like I have to release control like I don't get to decide what they say or when they want to come in like I have to um just create the space for that to be possible and something I'm I'm working on like as we speak I feel like this is the biggest thing you know working with like my team and my mentors to really figure out like how can I create as much space as possible so I can really honor when they want to come through um because I just really can't I really can't force it you know and sometimes um sometimes I don't want to channel because because I can like almost feel this grabby energy from other people and like I already know the guides just aren't even gonna gonna go there you know so that's the thing is everybody channels differently and depending on the entity you're channeling something different will come through one of the simplest changes I have ever made that has had the biggest impact on my health and wellness how productive I am my mental clarity, basically just me functioning optimally has been adding in electrolytes. And I used to think electrolytes were just for athletes. And I used to think they were all filled with crap. And most of them are filled with crap. But a few years ago, I got turned on to Element. And holy shit, did my life change. I have never looked back. I did not realize that a lot of my symptoms that I was having, that I couldn't figure out what the root cause was, like fatigue, just feeling generally sluggish, feeling weak, trouble focusing, trouble with concentration, constant cravings, feeling hungry no matter how much I ate, random headaches here and there, just not sleeping well. There were so many little things going on and I didn't know what the root cause was and it was electrolyte deficiency, which is especially relevant if you are on a whole foods-based diet. I mean, especially if you're low carb, but I'm not low carb anymore. This is still something that definitely affects me. And as an energy worker, I am burning through a lot of light. And it's the number one thing I suggest to all of my clients who come in for an energy healing session, as well as all of my clients that I train in energy healing and intuitive work. And really everybody who's in any of my containers, we're, we're moving a lot of energy all the time just by moving through things, doing personal development work. That is all frequency work. Electrolytes are key. I really feel like everybody needs electrolytes and Element is the cleanest on the market. Co-founder Rob Wolf is somebody I have trusted when it comes to health and wellness for so long. He had a huge impact on me when I originally shifted from a standard American diet to a whole foods-based approach a while back, which totally changed my life. And I know how picky he is with ingredients and wanting something that actually works. And this stuff does, which is why I'm obsessed and why so many US Olympics teams, NFL teams, NBA teams, NHL teams, special forces like Navy SEALs and Marines all use Element. I swear when I'm feeling foggy, I drink some electrolytes, I drink Element and it's like my brain just turns on. My favorite flavors are the citrus salt and the watermelon. And I love to put the chocolate in my coffee. You can also just put it in hot water and it's like a salted hot chocolate. It's so good. But honestly, you really can't go wrong. And you can try it totally risk-free. This is how it works. Whether you are a new customer or not, same thing for everybody. When you place an order with my code CTC, so it's going to be drinkelement.com slash CTC. With your order, you will get a free sample pack that includes one packet of every flavor, which is great so that you can try more flavors and just get more product for free. If you place your order and you don't like the order, they offer no questions asked refunds on all orders and you don't even have to send it back. So there's seriously no downside. This could truly change your life. Just head to drinkelement.com slash CTC. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash CTC. You'll get your free sample pack with your order. And that way you can try out all of my favorite flavors. The beings that I channel and, and the frequency that they're at um, they are like, they always say like, we're beyond time and space. Anytime I try and pull them into a timeline, like what, what happened here? Um, well, can you give me specifics on this? They just don't answer. And they're like, we're literally not in a timeline. Like that's not why we're here. That's not the type of information we're here to share with you. Um, and I'm just like, okay, so like, what is it that you are here to share with me? You know? And so when I'm channeling different ascended masters, for example, I'm not channeling an incarnation of them. I am tapping into, the that vibration that essence so you could consider it the oversoul and so sometimes i just feel like <laughs> kind of silly whenever i try and ask something that's like more 3d and they'll either just like laugh and they're like yeah no or they'll be like yeah which timeline which reality like because there's infinite uh and i'm like shit <laughs> okay i guess that question isn't the right question and i've learned a lot about like what's a better question and what's more precise question, what's actually a helpful question for me just through communicating with them because there are a lot of things I might ask and they just won't answer like, no, we're not going there. 
notice where, where you're trying to bring us down and is that actually the correct question? You know, and I think one of the things that's really been so beautiful for me about this experience is they have really um, taught me a lot about like self-empowerment and not not outsourcing my power or knowing to them because they just literally won't play like they won't play that game and I will say that's something that I have been certainly cautious of and you know they're like telling me like it's not my responsibility but I think that sometimes when people are channeling information from other entities or other dimensions um people can have like kind of a Like sometimes they can like give their power away to that being and that's not the being's intention for communicating and like that's not something I want as a channel. Like they want to empower us to tap into our own intuition and trust ourselves and trust our own inner knowing. And so there's this balance there because like I can't control how people relate to the information that's channeled but like sometimes people will just almost start to like outsource to, well, what does the monarch being say? Well, I want to know what the guide says. And it's not from a place of just curiosity. It's a place of, well, whatever they say is what I'm going to believe. And, and then the guides, like, that's not the point. That's not what they want, which is why it's really interesting for me. And what I really love is a lot of times, you know, when I'm trailing, the guides will just ask questions back because <laughs> uh, they're like, we're not playing this game, you know, notice where you are trying to give away um, your, your power, your sense of knowing. So that is what's been really beautiful for me and also just like a learning lesson for me of it's not I can't control how other people are going to relate to it um and my job is just to let it to let it move through me you know so I think like my human can really get in the way a lot and so my work is to really surrender and um release control and you know let them drive when when it's time when it's time to drive you know so I think you know, for me, it's about control, releasing control, surrender, um, and just trusting the process. You know, I think the thing that's really unique about channeling that I love is I feel like you do get this when you're consciously channeling a bit, but it's a totally different thing when you're in trance. So I feel like the real value of it being in trance, which I battled with for a long time, And I've gone through phases where I don't go into trance and I don't let them talk through me directly because I'm like, well, why does it matter who's saying it? Like, as long as the information is coming through, why does it matter if goddess Isis, you come through or the monarch being you come through? Like, why, why do you need to be communicating through me? Why can't I just relay what you're saying? Um, What's the difference? And there is a big difference and it's because it's a frequency that's getting transmitted. So they talk about this in Manifestation Mastery, my my first book, but it's more about the vibration that you feel than even the content of the words themselves. So you can think of like every word, every sentence is like a zip file. You know, it's like a vibrational packet and they're just using that sentence which often like channel information is often like super simple. And so if you look at it from just a content um, perspective, like word for word, um, there's a lot of value in it, but the real potency actually is like when you just, you feel the words and you feel the frequency transmitted and all of the information that you're actually receiving with that. So maybe a sentence is coming through, but because they're able to use me as a physical vessel, that entity is able to ground in their frequency and transmit a whole vibration that you will feel and that will unlock codes and information within you. And I know I feel that, right? So that's why I, I always say like in the morning, as part of my frequency work, I teach this in the, the channel collective membership about how to do daily frequency work, but I always start my day off with a piece of high frequency content. And so that can look different every day, but often, you know, I could just throw on a channeled message in the background. I don't even listen to what they're saying. It literally doesn't matter. Like, I don't even know what it's about. I'm doing my hair, my makeup, putting on my clothes, and it's just in the background, but it, it doesn't even matter that I know what it's saying because I'm basically receiving energy work and an energetic transmission. And I notice that after that happens, I just have insights, I have downloads, I feel different because I'm receiving that frequency and it's just gotten grounded in the, in the physical. And so that was a really important thing for me to understand about like why it, why I needed to do it, do it. Um, because it's not just about like content or information because I don't need to go into trance to convey what they're saying. Like they're talking to me. Uh, like if you're s- sitting here across from me, I can hear you. 
I can just say that I can just repeat what they're saying, but it's about them actually being able to use the physical vessel to ground in the vibration. And, you know, when you watch a channeled video or especially if you're in person and can feel that like the potency, the energy is so high. It is energy work. It is powerful, powerful stuff, you know? So for me to understand that was really, really important. The other thing like that's been really important for me And this is, I think, also why I'm grateful that I channel more than one entity. You know, a lot of channels have like a main entity that they work with, um, maybe two or three. And I have like a lot of entities. I mean, I have a good amount of people I I channel. And it's just funny because, you know, for a couple, for a while, I would always just say to my mentor, like, just because I can channel doesn't mean this needs to be like my life. Like, and she was like, Christina, I've never met anyone that can channel that many Ascended Masters and they're just doing it as like a side hobby. (laughs) I was like, that's a good point. But I'm, I'm glad about that because I think what's really important to me is that people understand I am not the guides. And I feel like I, I look at other channels and the way people see them and people think that the channel like is the being. And I don't think that's the like anyone's fault. I think that's just important for for me that people understand like when information is flowing through me or I'm channeling a being like I am not that I'm I'm different. You know like they're moving through me and I'll say like they're a part of me. Like they flow through me. Uh and sometimes like we're moving together, but I do I do like this idea of like there is Christina as Christina and there's the monarch being. And at this point, like the monarch being is in me, like we're together, but I can also access like separately the Christina frequency. And that's important because I think it's really valuable to see different perspectives. It's like when I have a question or I want to learn more, I will call forward multiple different beings and get slightly different perspectives. And then also feel into like, well, how does this feel for me? And, and you know, what, what do I, what do I want to do? Um, what do I think? But also, so like for people to understand, like I am, I am learning always. So I read manifestation mastery. I read the channel content. I listen back, things flow through me. And then I listen back and I'm learning all the time. You know, I'm, I'm doing this work alongside, um, like all of us. And just, I always am having realizations and it's a very, (laughs) a uh, hard to articulate experience to have all this information flowing through me and also have access to it and have that level of knowing, but also like the human part of me doesn't necessarily know it yet. And I have to like learn it and I have my own human stuff and my own resistance. And like, uh, you know, I'm listening to what they're saying. And I'm like, damn it. That was such a call out. Like I needed to hear that even though I'm the one channeling it. So that's really important like for me to get across to people of like, you know, I'm processing this too and I'm learning alongside you. Um, I'm, I'm exploring it all as well, which is really cool and fun um, and keeps life exciting for me. Honestly, <laughs> keeps life exciting. That is something that's really important to me because like, I think when I first started, I was like, well, I don't want people to think I am the guides, you know, or even just with the book, you know, a lot of people will just skip the intro and just start reading it. And I'm like, well, this isn't like me. Like this is how I would write it. Uh, I wouldn't write it that way. I'd write it probably in better English, uh, better grammar, different, different style. Like my voice is different, but that's what it is to be, to be a channel, you know? And that's why I think it's cool to kind of get to know the different personalities of the different entities, because you can see a clear difference and you can like feel a clear difference. Other things. <laughs> um, I wrote some notes, so I'm just looking at what other things I wanted to say. Other dynamics of being a channel that I wanted to share. And, you know, I have, I'll say, I have really good boundaries with this kind of stuff, but the more this has become a part of me and the more it's, it's come to the forefront, and especially like after my walk-in and the integration and the beings kind of like very, like very much sharing the vessel more than ever before. Um, I am getting so much input like all the time and it's more triggered. It's more like, 
triggered by certain things, you know? So I have really good boundaries where I'm not getting overloaded all the time with information, like so I can do my human thing and, you know, I'll sit down and say, all right, guides, come on in. And the holograms pop up. But there will be times when like the guides that I channel really want to say something. And so I'll be in a conversation uh, and they're just like popping in. And I think something that's hard for me that I just, I don't even bother articulating because it's like, I don't know. But a lot of times people will be asking me questions and, or saying things. And I'm literally like the guides are like screaming in my ear, like something specific. Uh, or I'm like literally seeing it around people. You know, sometimes my friends will be asking me something and I'm like, well, there's a core that's connected to this and that's what's causing your energy drain. And they're like, maybe, but I don't really think, and I'm like, no, I'm not like, just like saying that as Christina, I'm, I'm literally telling you right now, I'm like literally seeing this come off your body. Or I'm like literally seeing this energy over here. Like it's, it's like, it's in the physical and there's a backpack on your back. I can see it. Um, and sometimes it's hard for me to express, you know, or like, pe- like I'll, I'll share things and uh, people think I'm just sharing my opinion. And I'm like, it's, I'm, this is literally like your, your guide I'm seeing just as clear as, as you standing right next to you. And this is what, what they're saying to me. Um, so I have to like articulate that. And often uh, for me, it's like bend this boundary thing where for a long time, I just, when that was coming, like, I just wouldn't even allow that to come through or I would just ignore it. But now, because a lot of these energies are like embedded in my system now, um, which happened like through the walk-in, like through the physical body integration, like they move through me and I don't, I like, I don't have to go into trance for them to come through. I can access the consciousness. It's like downloaded into my system. Um, what will happen a lot more is the second someone asks me a question, I'm just getting the information, not from me. Like before Christina can even process it or think about it or like share my opinion. I have like five entities that are giving me a perspective. Um, and I think also just because, my clairvoyance is so like, it's not just a mind's eye thing. It's like, I'm very much seeing it in the physical. I'm seeing energy fields. I can see, you know, your aura and I'm seeing the, like, I'm just seeing it all go go on. To me, it's like so crystal clear. I'm not saying like, I know, I definitely don't know everything, but you know, when I'm in conversation with, uh, you know, people I love and they're like asking me things and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not like guessing that that's the, that's, what's going on here? Like I'm telling you, like I'm, I'm literally seeing (laughs) this cord coming off of you, or there's like a shackle wrapped, wrapped around that ankle. And I'm, I'm seeing it just as if it was in the 3d physical. That is something that is a really interesting dynamic for me to, to navigate just the more, you know, it's, it's opened up and just like how they always want to come like the guides like so often want to come through and I don't necessarily want them to come through, you know? And I think for me, there's been like a fear of like, I don't want to lose myself in it. Like I, I don't want to lose myself in it. I don't want it just to be like all about them. Uh, they're laughing at me right now. <laughs> they're like, they're literally like, trust us. We couldn't be all about us even if we tried. <laughs> Um, you know, because I, I think that the guides, the, the guides have a certain frequency that they're, it's like, it's like an old soul kind of energy that can feel very serious. Like they're, they're, they laugh, they joke, they screw around, but I I feel like a lot of the spiritual stuff can get so heavy and why I like to relay it is because I feel like I can relay a lot of things in a funnier way often just because my personality is like goofball, like dry, dry humor, sarcasm. So I feel like it can land a lot easier. And I think it's nice to have the balance. Like you just, even for me, like if I am always in trance, it can just feel really serious, you know, because we talk about a lot of like very serious, like big life topics. And I, I, I love going deep like that. I love deep conversation, but I also like to just like, we got to get some lightness, you know, it's like, I think it's also nice to have a balance of like, yeah, these are my favorite hair care products, you know, like <laughs> just so it's not so intense all the time, because for me, otherwise it just gets a little bit too heavy as well. Um, but anyway, I kind of got off on a tangent, just explaining like how, like that I'm seeing things like very much. It's not, 
it's not in the 3D, but it is in the 3D, if that makes sense. Like, I'm seeing the hologram. Um, I'm seeing the entity. They look like see-through holograms, basically. I'm seeing the cords. I'm seeing the aura. I'm seeing the energy. Um, and I'm getting a lot of input all the time, which I have found, I'm, and I'm still like navigating this of I need to draw even stronger boundaries because you know if you are like quad right or you it's like ADHD brain scroll brain whatever it is if you're the personality type where you know like one thing in my environment that that comes in will just throw me off track (laughs) like I have scroll brain imagine when you have scroll brain and you have like 10 different (laughs) ascended masters giving you input all the time right? Like I really, really have to be clear with my boundaries. With that, I will say um, I have gotten even more sensitive to technology and balancing that is important. So just because the energy is so high and intense, a lot of technology can like blow a lot. So I, I break a lot of things. And sometimes this happens like I've gone to people's houses and it's like all their tech stops. Uh, You know, stove won't work. TV goes black. Like uh, speakers stop working. I mean, this happens and it happens in my own house. And even just in this recording, I mean, I have had to stop like 600 times because the speaker like blew out and it's not just a computer thing. (laughs) Uh, So I can, I can break a lot of technology, you know, and also because, the energy that's coming through is so intense. Then when I'm also adding in other stimuli, like I'm just adding in the screen, I'm adding in the EMFs. It can be so much for my physical body. I like really have to manage that. And, you know, it's similar for me, even just with energy work, you know, like uh, the more that, the, the higher the frequency is that I'm channeling, whether it's energy work or allowing a, allowing a being to move through me, writing a book, it's really like being an electricity rod and it can be very tiring. And so the amount of like, like I really need so much more rest and I have to really take care of my body in a pristine way. And I like have seen the effects of like how exhausted I get if I'm not super clear with my boundaries or like, you know, when I have my human moment and I eat food that's maybe not super clean and like what that is my vessel and how much harder it is for me, you know? So I have to really manage my time. And once again, this goes back to like, boundaries and people asking for more of me and I just like really I like physically can't like sometimes I just can feel so so fried I have to balance it out with like relaxing and resting and meditating and just being because you know an hour on a video for me can often just feel like that that was the same as if I was on zoom calls for 10 hours in the day um so the energy management piece has been of another another aspect of it. And especially with, you know, food and energy management, that's a, an important conversation I have to have like with my guides. And so over time, what I have needed to eat or how I've needed to support my body so that the vessel can be clear for them to come in has had to like shift and change. Um, and so there are times when like I, you know, need to adjust my nutrition or my, my sleep or just my lifestyle so that it's easy for them to come in. I mean, even when I sat down to record this, uh, to be just to be totally honest, I try and record things in the middle of the day because, you know, the light's good. It's easy to see. Uh, and they were just like, yeah, we don't really like middle of the day. We like evening and early morning. Like, oh, and I feel like this is such a classic psychic thing. Like when I'm really following my flow of like, when does it want to come in? It's always like super late at night or super early in the morning. Um, and so those are things like I have to, you know, look at just with managing my energy level, what compromises can I make with the guides, you know, when do they want to come through? Um, and it's a very different way of living, you know, like I think about if, if there was no one else involved, what would I, what would I do? And it's like, I would do nothing until whenever they wanted to come through. And I'm like, they probably would always be coming through at like 10 PM and there'd be like a three hour transmission. And that would be like, uh, how it would come through. And there's, you know, maybe I'll transition to that. Maybe I will just start doing my like late night recordings. That's just how it's going to be. Um, I don't know, but it goes back to the release and control and the surrender piece. And with my business and what flows through and even my offerings, like I literally can't force it. Like I literally can't force it, you know, and people are like, when are you going to launch this? Well, like, can they talk about this? And it's like, I, I, I can't control it. I really, I really can't control it. Um, you know, they, they, I don't control them. 
and they also don't control me, but we are working, working together, right? So I can't be like, hey, I need you to come in right now. And usually they will when I ask them to come through, but it's more like when they have something really important to say, like they're like, now it has to come out right, right now, right? So then I, I got to get it out. And that's not always at the most like convenient time for me, um, human wise. So then I just need to get out of my own way and make the space for it. Um, so let me see, is there anything else I wanted, I wanted to share about behind the scenes of being a channel? I mean, let me know if like, this is interesting to you. Um, you know, my process has definitely changed over time. Um, I wish I could describe to people like what the experience is like and, it's such a sacred, sacred, magical thing for me. Um, wow, I'm like getting emotional. Um, holy shit. It's like such a sacred thing for me that sometimes that's like why I, you know, over the years have like pulled back because I'm like, this is like so sacred and magical. I don't want anybody like throwing energy at this or like even giving an opinion, you know, because like the second you say things publicly. Everybody thinks that that's you asking for an opinion, but (laughs) it is what it is. Uh, and, and I think I feel really protective over, over them because like the vibration, you guys, like when I'm channeling, when I'm channeling, it's just fucking pure love. Like just pure love, like ecstasy, like orgasmic, like just like pure fucking love. I don't know how else to describe it. Like I feel so, it's like you're so high. Like you just feel like I'm flying on love, like just love. It feels so good. It like brings me to tears so often when I'm just channeling like for myself, like I'm crying just of joy, of happiness, of love. It's unlike anything like I've experienced outside of it. And, um, it's super magical, you know, and I just, after I channel, I feel like just high and like I could do anything. And, and I think because I know how it feels for me and like the intentions behind the transmission and like these beings I channel that I have a really close relationship with, you have to, to like basically share a vessel, (laughs) uh, with an, with another entity. They're like, the best way I can describe it is like, like, it's like a, like parental energy. You know, they don't like, I mean, I don't know. They're there for me. Right. And and it's a very close relationship. I know it sounds really, it might sound strange, but it's like a spirit guides. It's it's pure unconditional love. And because like, I know that. And even I think about times when I was a kid, like when I was young and I mean, my guides like had my back, you know, had my back. Uh, and they've, been there for me always. And so I get kind of like protective, <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a gift for me. It's also a big challenge for me. Um, and just the most like random fucking thing. Like I never thought my life was going to be this. I never thought my life was going to be this. You know, I never thought I was going to have like a career in spirituality, but like, let's leave that out of it. I never thought I was going to be like a psychic or an energy healer. Like that, that seems like so out of left field, let alone like be a channel like this. <laughs> um, I, I never, never thought that this would happen. And, you know, I just, I kind of, we talked about this a little bit. If you listen to my episode with Robin, like, can anyone channel? And and speaking as me, you know, I shared in, <laughs> in that episode, like, I believe everybody is psychic and everybody should open up their gifts. But I think the way that people's gifts open and what that's like is going to be different for everybody. And it's like, not everybody's going to see holograms around them, like the way that I do. They're just not. Um, I think that we all can channel in terms of like, where are we in our flow state? But do I think that everybody like, I I feel like it's, I personally believe this is a very, it's a very specific contract that like finds, that finds you, you know? And I think that actually where people get sometimes, not always, but people can get into trouble when they're trying to force channeling 
Um, and that's where often sometimes people can like open themselves up to energies that aren't super pure or clear. And it goes back to just intuition. Like if you're grabbing for the information, typically that's when people accidentally like infuse their own opinions into it or like what they want it to be into it versus like when it's just coming through out of nowhere and you're receiving, um, not trying to grab when you're just receiving it, it's like, okay, that's pure. It just dropped in, you know? So, um, I think for me and kind of rationalizing this <laughs> as I, I think about, and, and, and over the last few years, you know, I have so, I've had so many moments of like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this. I mean, I have, <laughs> I have a lot of other skills. I could make a whole career around, you know, I think about, I'm like, I could drop everything and I could just pursue courts, the product line. Like I could just, I could just focus on writing books, um, that don't need to be channeled. I could write other books. I mean, I had a super successful career as a nutritionist and a super successful career as a business coach. Um, I've done a lot of consulting. Like I'm really good at brand building. I'm like, I could be a social media manager. Like there are so many things that I feel very confident. Um, I mean, I would be good at, I'm like, I've gotten so many incredible like job opportunities, like people, so many people have come up to me and given me amazing job offers. Right. And I think like, I mean, there's so many things I could do, but like, and they would probably feel easier for me emotionally, (laughs) but I wouldn't be in alignment because like, this was the contract. Like, and anytime I go in another direction, because it seems easier for me emotionally, my body is like hard. No, no way. And it actually ends up being harder. It actually ends up being harder. You know, so that's something I think about a lot of like, sometimes we have the most resistance around our real mission. (laughs) But the thing is, it's like part of it being our mission is because it challenges us the most and it calls us up in the biggest ways. And it empowers us like through that you know, through all those lessons and through, through that growth. And this is the thing that for sure keeps me growing and is like the most challenging thing. Um, gotta, you know, do a lot of work all the time. Like, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, I have, you know, multiple mentors. I'm always doing work on myself and just like exploring myself and my shadow. And like, I'm always learning and growing and checking my blind spots and I have to, um, so that I don't get in the way. So it's a consistent like dedication to, to the process. Um, and it's like a requirement for me to bring things through, you know, I have to have really intense boundaries and, um, you know, sometimes the things that I want on an ego level, like as, as just Christina, my humanness isn't necessarily what is going to work for me to be able to bring this stuff through. You know, I was explaining this to somebody else. I'm like, one night of shitty sleep, like I literally can't do my job the next day. Like I literally can't, you know, it's not like I can the next day kind of screw around and just like, yeah, I'm just going to answer emails or yeah, I can, yeah, I can get through that zoom call. Like everything I do is deep work. You know what I mean? Um, if I'm like super zonked, I'm not feeling good. I can't, I can't like allow it in, you know? So it's a very sacred process. Um, and it's definitely, like it's definitely why I live the way I live and um yeah it's pretty much what I have to say about it (laughs) let me know if you have more questions about this um yeah the guides just put this put this one forward and they were like this is the podcast so if you have more questions about the process or what it's like let me know you know I know when I first started doing psychic work. And then when I first started channeling, I just really wanted to know like all the details. I feel like you see all these different like intuitives and channels and it's like, what is their life like though? You know, I'm always like, like what, what's their life like though? Like, what do they eat? Like, what's their morning routine? Like, what are you doing during the day? Like, how do you manage your time? Like, what's your human stuff? Like, I think that's so fascinating, you know, to like know the person behind, um, the being or, or the work. Uh, and I think that's something that I really want to like bring forward in doing this work of like, okay, there's all this, but then there's also me. And you know, I'm like in my twenties and I'm a channel and I do normal shit too. And I like, 
go out dancing at the club and like, <laughs> what a, you know, I, I do all that stuff too. And so how do you find the balance? And I feel like that's really what's cool about this time and so many more people stepping into their, their mission and their gifts and realizing like this gets to be a whole lifestyle and it gets to be fun and you get to have all aspects of it versus like the spiritual stuff being this like woo woo thing where, you know, you have to live away from society and can't talk to anybody. Um, so I like sharing behind the scenes. I think that's the most fun part for sure, because I always think about like, what do, what do I want to ask other people who do something similar? Like, I mean, everybody, I am obsessed with knowing about like behind the scenes of people's lives, like uh, different entrepreneurs, CEOs, founders, uh, channel speakers. Like I just, I want to know like their lifestyle. Is, is that just me? Am I the only person that thinks this is interesting? Because I feel like it's the lifestyle that sets the stage for them to be able to do what they do. You know, like what is your life like? That's interesting to me. Um, so anyway, if I can offer that, I'm happy to. I'm a pretty open book here. Um, let me just see anything else guides want to pop in and all. They're happy that I did this. Um, and they uh, are saying to make sure you send in questions so they can share perspectives and have a party through conversations. Love that. Love that. Thank you. All right. So if you do have questions, follow up questions, anything for the podcast, be sure to submit it at Christina, the channel.com slash pod P O D. You can submit it right there. That way it's all organized for me and my team. And if you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag at Christina, the channel podcast. So we can see that you are enjoying it. Uh, and it means the world when you do share the show because that helps us grow our community. And I want to get this information out to as many people as possible. So I appreciate all the shares. I appreciate you. And just thank you for listening. All right, that's going to be it for today. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I'll chat with you again 